And there it is, the familiar theme music for our Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And welcome, everyone, to another great show. And we've got a good one lined up here as we've been talking to coaches from the different classes about how they build their programs with their spring and summer lifting programs and running and conditioning programs. And we're going to be in luck once again as we start with the 5A guys uh, this time around. And we're going to be talking, first of all, to Coach Bill Marshall from Valparaiso, a very successful program up there. And he's going to give us all the ins and outs on what the Vikings do to build a championship program. And after that, we're going to be talking Claire down south. We're going to go visit uh, Coach Doug Hurt from Castle High School. And he's going to tell us about uh, what Castle does to make their program such an outstanding program in the southern part of the state. So we'll be back with that and much, much more. So hang on. It's going to be a great show. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And as I mentioned in the introduction there, we're going to be talking to uh, the guys in 5A, Class 5A ball. And we've got uh, a great one with us right now. And I'm going to let Coach Ted Huber, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, my podcast partner, introduce uh, our coach, our guest coach, and we'll take it from there. So, Coach Huber, go ahead. All right, here we go. We got Bill Marshall from Valparaiso Vikings. Uh, Bill, why don't you give us a little bit of your coaching background here leading into uh, being a head coach at Valpo? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me, and thanks for all you guys do for the ISCA. Um, yeah, but just a little bit about uh, my background. I played uh, college ball at Valparaiso University. I graduated from there in December of uh, 2005, uh, and I spent one season on the staff, uh, on the Crusader staff, as a graduate assistant under head coach at that time, Stacey Adams, who now also happens to be uh, our athletic director. And I know he's had had several stops as well across uh, Indiana high school football too. Um, But immediately after that graduate assistant spot, I actually – well, latched on with Coach Hoffman uh, and taught side-by-side with his wife, Sue Hoffman, uh, at Flint Lake Elementary. Uh, and uh, that's, I guess, as they say, how the story starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to go ahead and coach under Hall of Fame coach Mark Hoffman uh, throughout the, the back half of his career. I uh, had the ability to go ahead and coach defensive line for him, uh, be special teams coordinator, uh, then also then turn into the head JV coach, so on and so forth. And have been at Valparaiso High School ever since. Uh, took over for one game in 2017, uh, which was against Penn that we lost 13 nothing. That's uh, when Penn actually went down and played Ben Davis uh, in the state championship game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, since 2018, I've been the head coach ever since. All right, you're 41 and eight. 
as a head coach, that's pretty good. That's not know? bad. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty good company good. here. Yeah. So You're doing it. something right. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. that. Ted, okay. I, Ted, I think we're shitting and talk cotton here is, is what uh, our coach Lob would always tell us. So, anyway, it's <laughs> great to have a great coach like you with us. Yeah. All right. Well, thank so, you. your Doonland Conference, obviously uh, the Doonland's a tough way to go. Great coaches in the conference. Uh, how do you uh, how do you keep up with the Doonland? And how does it fit into your off-season program is what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it starts first and foremost with our kids. Uh, when my staff and I took over at the beginning of 2018, uh, our numbers were down as low as uh, I think we had 85 kids. Uh, and that was JV and varsity at the end of the 2017 season. Uh, so it took some tremendous in-house recruiting uh, and with that, I think just bringing about uh, a joy of football again uh, in Valpo High School. Um, you know, as Coach Hoffman left, we went seven years straight with uh, no sectional victories whatsoever. Uh, and our, our win percentage was very, very low. And not, not that winning is everything, but it definitely brings about a uh, uh, amount of fun with it. Uh, and I think bringing that back into our off-season program um, we hadn't even strapped the pads on yet in the 2018 season, but I can tell you uh, the prior seven years in 2018 in the off season, we had more fun, I think, uh, in our off season program than I'd seen kids have in about seven years. And so being able to connect with them and build those relationships really early and often, not to mention just having great kids in general no. uh, and having a strong support and background uh, or backing, I guess, from our administrative group. Um, and that's really where we started the foundation uh, for what we've been able to do thus far. And, you know, we do that through several different ways, you know, just to speak about this season and how it is very similar to, to past off seasons. Uh, we go four days a week. Uh, we lift in, in uh, condition four days a week in the off season, usually starting in January. Uh, and what we'll do is uh, two of those days will be devoted to uh, what we call our spark program, which is our speed, power, agility, reaction time, and quickness program. Mm -hmm. uh, that's after we lift. And then one day is devoted to plyometrics. All right. Just making sure that we have uh, explosive movements. And then the fourth day, which the kids obviously graduate, you know, gravitate towards a bunch is competition day. Mm -hmm. And those competitions could range from anything physically to even mentally, uh, this, this past week, actually two weeks ago, uh, we all sat in the cafeteria and we played sports jeopardy, oh. uh, and the winning teams, the winning teams actually had all you could eat wings at the local restaurant shoes, uh, pizza. Oh, so wow. that was about 500 wings is what they <laughs> went through just for winning a game of jeopardy. Um, but I think, you know, kind of instilling that idea of, competing every single day. I mean, everything we do, we compete to see who can get in their stretch lines the fastest. Uh -huh. We compete in the guys who can get dressed the fastest. We compete really in every facet of our program. And, and a lot of that starts with what we call our pride point program. Mm -hmm. And that is they're competing uh, and they're really broken out kind of like Navy SEAL boat teams. Mm -hmm. All right. So the teams consist of about 13 to, to 15 guys mm -hmm. and they all have two team leaders, which would be their boat captains. Right. And those team leaders are responsible for a wide array of duties, mm -hmm. but they also compete against those other seven teams, but also amongst their own team, they compete. 
And so they can earn and can lose points for things such as grades, discipline issues. Uh, they earn points for going to other sports events, such as uh, just recently they went to our girls' uh, softball game, which is where our girls clinched um, the DAC championship outright for the first time in 21 years. Oh, wow. And they were a huge, huge support system for them. They go to basketball games, wrestling matches, oh, uh, and they earn points by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but they also uh, monthly will go out to dinner with each other and they have to snap a picture of themselves and send it to me via email. And then that they get points for doing that. So just kind of building that camaraderie uh, and, and being with each other, not just in the cleat house and on the field and practice at Friday nights and throughout the week, but actually building and they've coined it as, as a brotherhood more than anything else. Yeah. Hey, now wait a minute, coach, just hang on. I want everybody this, all you young coaches that are listening to this, Play this back and write this stuff down because this is golden. This is how you build a, a team. And you almost got like, you got squads. They're like almost like mini SEAL teams there. Certainly not on that level, but that's kind of the idea. That's true, what I'm getting true. here, Coach. Is that Absolutely. accurate? Mm-hmm. It is. And, and I can't take credit for it. You know, obviously I, I, I beg, borrow, and, and sometimes uh, kind of grovel <laughs> and ask for these things from college coaches, like all coaches do. And, sure. you know, I got some great stuff from Mark D'Antonio. Uh, we had a young man of ours who uh, graduated and went and walked on at uh, Michigan state, made uh, it all four years for them. So I got coach. some great information from him. Yeah. Uh, obviously talking just recently uh, with one of our graduates talking to coach Tom Allen, who's a legendary oh, coach yeah. about some of the things that he does and, yeah. you know, reading the books that he reads and doing what, doing yeah. what those hall of fame coaches yeah. do. Yeah. John Maxwell, all that good stuff. I mean, that's Absolutely. all great stuff. And uh, uh, we had a chance to uh, interview coach Allen, Ted and I did, we were down the state clinic and I tell you what, I'm a Purdue graduate, but I was ready to strap on the IU helmet and go through a wall for that guy. I mean, it was great. Uh, I'll tell you what, same, <laughs> same here. And I'm, I'm happy. Our, one of our young men actually gets to play for him. Sure. Sure. That's good stuff. You know, I want to interject something here. Uh, if, uh, our buddy Hoppy <laughs> was still around, he could have probably eaten 500 wings. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say without a doubt, but you know what, I'll tell you what, and I give, I give all credit to coach Hoffman. A lot of this stuff that we do within the program has been kind of borrowed from, from other coaches, but the the way that we keep it about our coaching family um, is all stuff that I take from him and have learned from him. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, our, our spouses, our kids, I mean, we celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, you know, we go through all the ups and downs uh, with our coaching staff and their right. their own individual families. Yeah, uh, and that's that's really a credit to him and how how he used to do it as well. Right, right. Well, that's just that's good stuff, right? What you're talking that stuff. Like I said, all you guys that are young and in, just getting into this, back this thing up and write this stuff down because it's good stuff. Okay, go ahead, Ted. I'm sorry. Okay, well now we get into the summer. Okay. Sure. Uh, you're, uh, are you still in school now? You know what? We are. We have a day and a half left. Okay. Okay. So now you're going to be out of school. And uh, so what are the Vikings going to do for the next two months? Well, you know, the big thing, and, and I talk with our leadership council about this, is, is, you know, a lot all the time. And this, for the past several years, this has been uh, kind of one of the years that, that we're being overlooked. Uh, maybe – 
that is because we've graduated some great talent, so on and so forth. But I think a lot of that, and people can, you know, read through the Indiana Football Digest book, they realize that we only have three returning starters on defense and only two returning starters on offense. So we are a very young team, and we're a very talented team. And the reason I tell you that is because the way we've kind of orchestrated this summer, in the 12 contact days that we are allowed, we're going to go ahead and compete in the five that we're allowed to compete in against other teams. Oh yeah. And we're going to end up seeing nine teams over five days. Oh wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. And I think that, that competitive nature and being able to see many diverse offenses and many diverse defenses is only going to help our young crew out and have kind of mature them very, very quickly before we even, open up in week zero against Gary Westside. Right, right. Okay. Do you get, do you get your kids involved in any kind of camps other than your own camp perhaps, or are there opportunities like that? Do you encourage that? Yeah. Great, great question. So I usually encourage, um, you know, some of the big mega camps. Right. Now what you don't get is you don't get that individual aspect of, Hey, listen, you know, this is our coach and is, you know, it's not a 10 to one, player to coach ratio, but I, I definitely encourage our kids to go to the UND mega clinic and I encourage our kids to go to the Northwestern camp Okay, because pound for pound, you're going to get more exposure there just by the sheer number of coaches from all over Mm -hmm. that visit those camps. And then especially as they get into their, the end of their sophomore year and junior year, um, I definitely tell them if a coach specifically reaches out to you or reaches out, you know, through me to them mm-hmm. to have them come to a, a one day camp. Mm-hmm. I highly encourage them to do that. Sure. But if, if it's just a flyer, they get in the mail, right. I tell them, you know what, steer away from those and right. let's get some individual contact to kind of help solidify. And really the big thing for that is, is, you know, what do you want to study most importantly? Right. And you know, what, what is your clear objective? Is this, you know, a kid who believes he's D one, but we know down deep inside he's probably D2 at best Uh and being able to go ahead and be honest with yourselves and being able to have those conversations. So there's a lot of literature I send out to our, our uh, parents Mm -hmm. uh, about that. Not only that, but the NCAA clearinghouse and eligibility and all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of how I would steer them towards camps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, good start. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, you've got a new, uh, guy up there, if you will, uh, in 5A. Maryville, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, uh, we have Maryville and Chesterton coming down to us in 5A. Hey, that's right. Chesterton, right. too. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think, uh, with the addition of Chesterton, I think that's just something great for both of our communities. You know, typically we'll, we'll pack stadiums with 5,000 people standing room only, uh, which is what everybody hopes for on a Friday night. But when you have a, a Balfour Chesterton game yeah, and the schools are separated literally by probably three to four miles of each other right. and it's a straight shot, mm-hmm. uh, it really brings out that type of uh, Indiana football Friday night atmosphere. So to be able to go ahead and play them in the regular season is one thing, but now to have the opportunity to possibly play them again, and then you have the ability to possibly send that team home right. for the season. Sure. I think it makes that uh, it makes it a lot uh, 
a lot more interesting, especially oh, yeah. come postseason time. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, all credit to uh, Coach Chief and his staff for what they've been able to do at Merrillville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very, very large abundance of talent, great, great scheme. Um, and it's just, you know, it's another challenge. Right. Uh, our kids have adopted the slogan this year against all odds. And I'll tell you what, going into that game, after what they did to us last season, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely won't have the odds in our favor, at right. least on paper. Right, right. So, you know, it's just another challenge and another hurdle to overcome, but that's several weeks away. We're just obviously looking for lo- looking forward to the summertime. Yeah, well, that Doonland Conference, it's such a slugfest up there anyway. I mean, when Bart got to be the head coach in Warsaw, the first thing he did was he strengthened our schedule by putting getting well Michigan City's on there and now Chesterton's on there and we open with Michigan City and then go to then have Chesterton too so uh they he understood and recognized what kind of talent you guys have up there and that's who he wants to compete against and it's uh reap good benefits for us too yeah absolutely I I agree and and I know I'm biased in saying this but I think other than the Indianapolis area I think the the region has Oh yeah, probably the second best football. Uh, again, as I said, I'm probably biased with that statement, but well, it's debatable. But you'd have a good argument, Coach. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, no question about it. Yeah, top to bottom, I yeah. think you're right yeah. without question. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm just searching here because competition uh, is the central theme of everything you do in it, and uh, the competition factor. Uh, you have emphasized it as much as anybody else put together right. that we've talked to. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that what okay. you think, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable, and uh, you're, you've got the right idea. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it, you know. Uh, Hoppy is, is proud. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Yeah. He's yeah, proud I, I, because it's you know that program meant so much to him, and he did so much for the program. Sure. Uh, and now you're carrying the the torch, so to speak, and doing that kind of a kind of a the competitive spirit that you rekindled, and uh, you know it's just you know I, we talked to other coaches, and they're excited, you're excited, everybody's excited, right? You know. And, yeah. you know, I say this every time we get together with people, uh, you know, Indiana high school football is in great hands. I'll tell you that. Because, oh, yeah, yeah uh, I agree. You know, I mean, you, you know, you just think about the uh, all the competition you have up there. And, uh, you know, you, you play Penn again? We do. Uh, you know, as, as, as I told uh, Coach Yeoman, as long as I'm head coach at Valpo and he's head coach at Penn, I'd like to keep that a standing tradition week sure. one. That is oh, probably yeah. one of the best metrics in high school football in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Is you get to play Penn and kind of really determine where your team is at because yeah. of the quality they play at. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I talked to Coach so Yeoman. The, Go ahead, Ted. Yeah, Coach Yeoman obviously is Hall of Fame coach. He's Hall of Fame player. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Class and, act. And Class one act. of the main reasons was it's because he was, he was scared of Wally. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, I'm scared of Wally. You know, yeah. holy Toledo. Yeah. If you've yeah. ever seen, if you ever seen Wally uh, uh, give the uh, talk just before they went out on the field, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, unbelievable. But that, yeah. But uh, I, I'm really serious about the competition factor and and the rekindling of 
of the Valpo spirit. And because uh, I think I think high school football in the northwest part of Indiana is better when Valparaiso is a good football. Oh team. yeah, absolutely. I do. Well, I you know another thing yeah. too, coach. And correct me if I'm wrong there, but I, I we emphasize competition, and, and Bart's big on that too. And uh, uh, but the fact that you got this competition. Uh, amongst your team, but what is really unique and cool about it is it draws them all together. I mean, sure, yeah, it, they, it, it just really pulls them together as a whole entire team. Now, the different squads or different units, all that kind of stuff, they compete against each other, but they all form this brotherhood, this relationship that is really cool that comes out of that competition. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I could obviously go more into depth with it with how intricate it is, but. You know, each each team is also responsible for uh, picking a uh, a namesake, sure. and so oh, wow. uh, it's really something that, as a team as a whole, we'll have to kind of exhibit throughout the season for in order for us to have success. Right. And I let the kids pick it. So we have teams uh, like Undaunted and uh-huh. Team Execute uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, Team Confidence, and so sure. they have to present on each of those skills and why those skills will be important, not only for their individual group, but also for the team as a whole. Right. So it's, it's really more of an educational setting mm-hmm. um, that we do in some cases where we, we do life skill training. We do, you know, team bonding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we rented out this year uh, through the help of our quarterback club. Mm-hmm. Um, we've rented out the entirety of a water park oh, for yeah. three hours for oh, our wow. entire program, top to bottom. Oh, and then cool. not only that, but also for their family members and the uh-huh. extended family too to really tie it all back in together sure. as one giant unit. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. That so, is how so many cool. people? You talk about your total program. How many people are involved in that? Players. So, players right now, if you're including our incoming freshmen, and I know this number will shock you, but I just handed out equipment yesterday. Uh-huh. We will have 173 kids, 9 wow. to 12, in wow. football in Belfast. Great number. And what's the student body population, Coach? Student body the is Student what? body population is 2,100. Wow, that's amazing for that. That's really amazing. 2,065 officially. I wow. looked at Yeah. It. There <laughs> you go. That's our research guy there, Ted. Yeah. That's I right. Looking, that's right. You know, I was looking at uh, the 4, the 5A and 6A uh, enrollment. And so that's, you know, what I found. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just super. And boy, I tell you what, when you get those kind of numbers though, too, I mean, just the paperwork and everything that's involved. I mean, it's just quite, (laughs) I mean, I know, uh, you got to really experience and be around it to understand that. But I think all coaches do because we're just going through that phase right now where it's physical night tomorrow night for us. And Oh, you yeah. know, all the different – We I think each kid has seven different pieces of paper they're responsible for turning in. So, as you well know, I know. it's just incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, we're fortunate in having a great athletic department who handles all the physicals for us, and right. all they do is put the kid's name on the list for us, which is great. But yeah. I'll tell you what, we passed out 122 helmets and shoulder pads yesterday, wow. and I don't think I blinked. Yeah, <laughs> and it really? was already 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Coach, uh, we, uh, Ted, we want to talk to a little bit about he's, – he's kind of alluded to their support from their booster clubs or whatever you happen right. to call your club there, Coach. You, you want to expound a little bit yeah. on that? Yeah, it really is, uh, again, taking the, the torch from Coach Hoffman. Um, 
but he called it his quarterback club. Okay. Now, obviously giving favor to the quarterback, you sure. know, I'd like to call it something else, but we're going to stay with it since right. it is a, uh, it's a, a 501c3, okay. which is a non-for-profit. Uh-huh. Uh, and what they do, and, and truthfully, you know, in full transparency, this is what I talk about during our parent night is, last year alone, uh, they provided about $28,000 worth of assistance Whoa. in regards to food and snacks and Whoa. water and, mm-hmm. you know, all those types of uh, extras that yeah. the kids in other programs, maybe they don't get, right. um, you know, they, they do a senior banquet, which I'm sure a lot of programs oh, yeah. do, sure. but they, mm-hmm. they really, really, really go um, above and beyond yeah. for not only their monetary support, but also the support as, as parents as well. I can tell you, we still have our parents that will send their emails in and their, their concerns and everything else. But for the most part, we have a fully supportive parent group. Right. Um, and then obviously the quarterback club is an extension of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, way back in the, well, I'll tell you what, uh, 173. That's amazing. That that's a great number. Yeah. Um, and how far down, how far down does your football program go? As far as, do you have a oh, young so, Viking program or whatever yeah. you call it? Well, we do. So we have two middle school programs. Uh, each of them average an eighth grade class of about 30 or so. So oh, our great. incoming freshman class this year is going to be 53. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, you're looking a little over 25 apiece from each middle school. Right. Yeah. But we have a Pop Warner, uh, the oh, Balfour okay. Pop Warner Vikings, uh-huh. that have over 250 kids in football right now, too. And, and, that, and we have a – go ahead. That reaches down into, like, elementary kids, right? Doesn't that that, pop that is – that is, yeah, five-year-olds yeah. all the way up until they can play middle school, which right. is seventh grade. Wow. Wow, that's great. Yep. That's another and, good uh, number. And we have a great, great working relationship with them. Believe it or not, I just uh, – this past week on Sunday, I did a uh, – kind of a clinic for them sure. over at the blue chip casino in Michigan city. Yeah, and great it wasn't place. just Alpha pop Warner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been there, but coach. it was Michigan city <laughs> and Lowell and yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. That's great. That's fantastic. But uh, yeah, that's uh, another, uh, as we string these things all together, going across the board from one a all the way up to six a uh, there are characteristics regardless of the size of the school uh, that these championship programs have and, 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 and a strong booster club or mom's club or Viking club or whatever it's called is essential to making it all work. I really do believe that. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Ted, okay, what else? I, uh, I'm about questioned out. Yeah, I think I am too, <laughs> Coach. I think you did uh, – Covered pretty much everything we wanted to. Just yeah. invaluable information for young coaches and and old coaches, for that matter. I mean, you know, we all share stuff uh, amongst us. That's one good thing about the football coaches. We don't have any real big secrets. Everyone kind of uh, is more than willing to, yeah. you know, share their program. I used to coach with a guy by the name of Myron Dickerson when I first started my coaching thing. Aaron, he <laughs> okay. used to talk about. He used to talk about, hey, they want our, they want to know what we're doing. I'll give them our playbook. You know, <laughs> they can have right. it. I mean, you know, so absolutely. Anyway, so that's kind of the way it goes yeah. amongst us all. So I think that's really a cool feature uh, and unique about football coaches. But anyway, yeah. well, and as you said, there's a lot of young coaches out there, and and if they do listen, and I'm sure they will, right? I would be happy to to send them anything, and I don't claim to have all the answers. In fact, I'm learning as I go sure. still as a yeah. uh, fifth year head coach, but 
Yeah. You know, I think that the thing that has made us ultimately successful is number one, great kids. Right. And number two, great support. Sure. And number three is just our off season program and, and our pride point program is sure. what we call it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff, coach. Well, I don't have anything else either, Ted. So other than to say, Hey, thank you so much for your time, coach. I know you guys time is valuable and to spend it talking to a couple old guys like us. So we deeply appreciate it. <laughs> so that's great. To have you. No, I, I appreciate the time. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing all of them. And, uh, thank you again for everything you guys do. You bet. We yeah. I've, uh, always had a chance to, to put the schedule on sports. You, uh, actually Bob Prescott does it for me since I'm a, uh, uh, computer idiot. But, uh, <laughs> that's not true. Then, uh, and uh, Jason Simmons uh, on News and Notes, uh, he helps me out a little bit. So, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help young people in the coaching profession, right. and uh, which therefore will help kids in the coaching profession. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's the whole idea. And since the IFCA gave us the go-ahead with the official podcast, Um, Absolutely. What we're trying to do is do everything we possibly can information wise to, uh, to get the word out. And, uh, this really, really helps. It really does. And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to Bob Prescott one of these days in the car on our way down to Columbus. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we got an executive, uh, executive board meeting of the IFCA. And I'm going to suggest that, uh, some of these things that we've talked about on the air uh, would be a great uh, would be a great topic uh, as a panel or whatever uh, at the state clinic. Right. You know. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think it's you know. Uh, you got any ideas about that, Bill? Uh, we would sure love to hear them. I'll tell you that. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I yeah. think uh, the world needs more coaches, and the world also needs more referees and umpires. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, and and as I've said, I say this almost every show too. You know, playing uh, kids that are playing for guys like you and all these other coaches that we've talked to, everyone from Bud Wright to uh, uh, Coach uh, Hebert out of Carmel and Coach uh, Curtis out of War, all these guys. Uh, not only are you going to get a kid that's going to learn how to play football correctly, but they're going to be much more importantly, good human beings. And that's what you guys do. And I just, uh, I get goosebumps when I talk about it. I am just so proud uh, of you guys and what you guys do for young people. And we just need that desperately in our society. So I appreciate it. For sure. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. You bet. Well, I that's all I got, Ted. So, uh, Coach, right. thanks for spending time with us. Uh, we'll let you get back to uh, maybe getting a little relaxation in this evening here as you gear up for the last day and a half of school. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Uh, let me ask you one question, Bill. Do you know yeah. Bruce Sleeps? you ever heard of Bruce not. Sleeps? I do huh? not. Okay. No. Uh, I won't mention him then. My old okay. fraternity okay. brother who... Um, uh, I don't know if he still has it, but, uh, he had a beer distributorship up there. Oh. Um, and, uh, I'm sure he's one of the, one of the guys that supports the whole community. I'm sure about right. that. You know what? Now that, now that you say this, the last name Leach does sound familiar. And I want to say it's Indiana beverage Yeah, is be. the distribution center. I'm mm. almost positive. Yeah. 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 If you ever get a chance to talk to him. 
uh, call him Moose. He'll, he'll, do look at, he'll look at you funny because uh, I doubt <laughs> if anybody's called him Moose for 40 years. All right, all right. All right. So, anyway. Will um, do. Anyhow, enough of that. All right. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks, Coach. Have a good evening. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Take care. Do that. Bye bye. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or a fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call. And we will give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. All right, welcome back, everyone, uh, once again to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and I, of course, got uh, my podcast partner, Hall of Fame Coach Ted Huber, with me, and uh, we are continuing with our series and talking to coaches, in this case from the 5A uh, class, and uh, we have talked to Coach Bill Marshall from Valparaiso, and now, Coach, we got another very special guest, only he's a long way down there on the southern Indian, Indian, uh, part of Indiana, which you are very familiar with, so I'll let you introduce him. Okay. We got Doug Hurt from Castle Knight on the Ohio River. It is way down there, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, 16 years as a head coach. I was there when you first started coaching, and, uh, you know, we want to talk about First of all, you played for John Lighty. You're a born and bred Castle Knight. Played with Vince Lighty, who we've talked to several times on this show. And now uh, we want to talk to you about how you get those Knights ready to play in the SIAC. So uh, when did you start with the off-season program? Uh, start getting serious about it, Doug. Well, first of all, yes, we are a long way down here, but no, we are not in Kentucky. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to make that claim. You know, we're not part of Kentucky. Right. We may be close, but we're uh, Hoosier born and bred. <laughs> we are a bit of a ways down here. People uh, tend to forget about us because we're down here in the in southwestern Indiana, down on the tip. But, uh, you know, still Hoosiers, still proud Hoosiers, and uh, love being part of Indiana football. Second, uh, you know, don't, you know, I almost want to distance myself from some of those associations, Vince Lighty and Ted Huber. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I, I don't know about those guys. They're pretty shady. Right. Um, Vince Lighty, uh, one of my nearest and dearest friends grew up uh, with Vince from the time, um, you know, we were seventh grade and we came into the middle school together and, uh, grew up at, at his and Alan, his brother and, and coaches in Nancy's house. Uh, was mentored by Coach Lighty. Uh, Vince was a great peer model, uh, somebody to, you know, it's it's kind of rare that you look up and to respect uh, somebody uh, that, that's your peer, but uh, he was always my benchmark for work and uh, trying to outwork him and compete. And we had a lot of guys on that team that were like that, which is uh, probably one of the reasons we were fortunate enough to win a state title. Uh, but now as a coach, him coming in, so happy for him, what he did at Mount Vernon in, in, in year one. 
And uh, so that's been a great relationship uh, for 30 some years. Uh, Ted, coach, the legend, um, you know, had, you know, worked with coach uh, when he came down, he had a grandson playing and, and started nosing around the program and, um, you know, making some suggestions. And it wasn't long before I said, why don't you just come coach with us? And um, he did, thank goodness, and uh, was ab- able to educate uh, a young, experienced, gung-ho coach uh, about, you know, maybe throttling back on some things and looking at things in maybe a different way than I was at the time. And I uh, was very fortunate to have him uh, as, as a mentor, and every, one, every young coach needs one, uh, but very fortunate to have, uh, you know, a Hall of Fame mentor and somebody who's seen football at all levels uh, come in and, and kind of shepherd me and, and as one of my dearest friends in the world and his wife, Maureen. Uh, so just, just great to be here and talking about relationships and, and friendships. Cause that at the end of the day is really what football is all about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So getting on to the summer program, you know, Ted, you ask a question, you, you know, when, when did we start, you know, uh, probably the day after sectionals, uh, you know, we lost a heartbreaker, you know, in the final series, uh, series to Bloomington South, uh, didn't go our way. It was a hard fought game. And, uh, you know, as coaches, those don't sit, sit real well with you. And you start looking, you know, I think within a day or so at how you're going to get better. You get the 24 hour rule where you lick your wounds and, uh, feel sorry for yourself and, and then start figuring out how you're going to make it better. And so, uh, you know, we get right, right into the weight room and we're fortunate enough to have a great administration here that really supports what we do. Uh, Jim Hood, Ryan Frazier, Terry Roddenbush, those guys, and what they uh, have allowed us to create with our culture in the weight room, not just with football, but with all of our sports and, uh, you know, working on getting bigger, faster, and stronger. And, uh, you know, we meet, you know, pretty much all year round as a staff uh, looking for ways to improve, uh, you know, in, in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. And, you know, looking at program-wide issues and things like that so uh, that we can constantly be tweaking and massaging. I mean, the culture's established, uh, but it's got to be maintained. And, and, you know, our procedures are pretty well uh, established as well. But, you know, this is a hungry group. And I've had coaches that have been with me, uh, you know, the nucleus of the staff since we started. Uh, Unfortunately, Coach Huber uh, got out, and he was part of that group. But uh, my offensive coordinator, Jeff Bennett, has been with me since the get-go. Uh, since 2006, my defensive coordinator has been with me uh, from the outset, Andy Slepsky, and my special teams coordinator, John Gillis, uh, also coaches our defensive backs, has been with me, and then we've added some great assistance uh, over time. But it's always a process, and we don't feel like it, it's good for us to sit around on our hands in the off season and wait for June to roll around. There's a lot of work to be done, and I think uh, it's important to have a program and not a football team, and that's one of the things that Coach Huber really instilled with me uh, as a young coach was, you know, develop a program, your, your weight program, your fundraisers. We built a, a mulch fundraiser that, you know, to me is, <laughs> is the cream of the crop in Indiana. Uh, you know, we have people from all over the state mm-hmm. and all over the country really reaching out, wanting to know how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and then rolling on into your spring and, and doing things with the youth now that, that we've grown out where we're, uh, putting on flag football tournaments over a series of weekends, which we call Friday night, K-N-I-G-H-T, as we are the nights, Friday night lights, mm-hmm. um, doing youth programs, holding basketball tournaments, 
uh, you know, in the off season to bring our kids together, our young men together, I should say, um, you know, to spend time with one another and, and various community service events. Uh, we try to get out in the community and do a lot and, and bring a presence because we ask a lot of the people of, of Newburgh and the surrounding area. So wanted to give back, but it, you know, the kids that have come in and got a great young man that, that transferred in from, uh, Indianapolis this year, uh, by the name of Benny Patterson. He said, you know, the difference here is this is, this is like a family. Like mm-hmm. he said, you know, I, I'm starting to like get to be so close with all these guys and we do things all year round. Whereas, you know, back in, in my old school, we won't name it, you know, as he said, you know, kind of show up when football starts and when football ends, it's done. Don't really mm-hmm. know people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a culture we've really worked hard to develop and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. Well, I will say this, Coach, in talking to the many coaches in the last three weeks that are championship-caliber coaches like yourself, uh, that seems to be, that's a running theme. What you just said is a running theme where it's a culture where you build a, a teamwork and family and it all uh, blends together. And I think that that's a characteristic that if there's a young coach listening out there, write this down. It's important. It's, it's essential. Uh, to building programs, and that's just proven itself time and time again by talking to guys like, uh, you know, Bud Wright or uh, Jeff Adamson or Bart Curtis or whoever we're talking to here. Uh, all these guys are championship kind of coaches like yourself. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, it's like anything. I think it's it's want to, it's desire, it's how, how much do you want to put into it to make it great. And I think Coach was around long enough you know, I think at some points he thought we were a little crazy, but uh, I think always appreciated the work ethic that we were, you know, trying to scour the country and never mm-hmm. claimed to have all the answers, but wanted to get those answers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as you look at, you know, a 29-year-old head coach versus a guy who's now 45, right. you know, you look at, you know, an evolution. And obviously, you know, as you grow and your family grows, uh, you know, your priorities change somewhat. Mm-hmm. And does, does that mean a de-emphasis in football? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we will laugh as a staff at, you know, all the crazy stuff, 5 a.m. Saturday meetings <laughs> to try to make sure that we didn't take away from the kids and, mm-hmm. you know, that we were up for the wives, but we weren't eating into their time and all the places we went. And it's like, you know, we'll, we'll sit and reflect. It's like, you know, have we gotten lazy? What 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 has changed? And, <laughs> and you look at, at like, well, you know, look at where we started. We didn't know anything. You know, so that's part of it. But another big part is kids. You know, we had, we didn't get lazy. We had kids. And now, right. you know, we're going to baseball games. We're going to basketball games. We're going to track meets. Uh, yeah. My daughter qualified for state. Oh, uh, got second regionals in shot put yesterday. So I'm going to be going up to the state finals, which is exciting. Sure. But uh, my kids and, and the staff, uh, you know, all has kids. And, you know, those little critters, uh, they're expensive pets, you know, in terms of the fees uh, that you pay. And they also require... <laughs> Uh, a lot of attention. So right. uh, that's one thing that's changed. And, you know, to the, to the young coaches, you know, when, you know, when life changes like that, you know, I remember, you know, burning the midnight oil and, and certainly season is, you know, it's going to be that way for anybody. Uh, but the off season has changed just a little bit over time. But I think going back to, to both of your points, I think it really starts with just a passion for the game, a passion for the people that, that you serve and, mm-hmm. You know, you can say lead or you can say coach. I think those, but really what is leadership? It's serving. And I think our mentality has always never been to, to go out and get famous or move on to the next job. As coach said, castle born and bred, right. you know, I don't want to be anywhere else. It's to, to give, 
the kids of this community, the young men of this community, and now some young women uh, that are in our right. program, you know, a chance to have success and experience uh, what we what we got to experience in high school and have the best opportunity to go out and be successful and, and train them in life skills and the discipline and all the things that football did for me, right. the toughness, the physicality, the grit, the being on time, the putting yourself behind other people, you know, and taking those life skills out and then hearing about guys that go to medical school or, or uh, you know, or become doctors or become lawyers or are successful teachers or whatever trade they may be and coming back and saying, you know, I thought it was dumb that we had to wear this practice pack every day or that we had to keep our lockers organized and our helmets facing a certain way and our cleats facing a certain I thought that was dumb, but now I get it. And, you know, you see my desk. Uh, I had a kid, uh, Aaron Dowell, that it's in med school. He said, all the things that I thought are so were so dumb, you know, when I was in high school and I didn't get it. And he said, now I use them every day. And right. people are complaining about this class or this grind. And I'm like, this is <laughs> – this is easy. And yeah. <laughs> so again, it is about football and it's about winning championships, but it's also, and it sounds cliche, but it's really not. It's about creating uh, guys that go out and, and win in life. Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. You know, let's go back to, uh, you know, people talking, you need to get uh, help along the way. And you were very fortunate, you and your staff, uh, because you had a connection with the Colts. Yep. Oh, could could you talk uh, could you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, I think it all starts with you know one of my biggest mentors and coach. Obviously, uh, you know, you're one of my top two. You and Murph, and uh, you know, Mike Murphy with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, long since retired, retired in uh, you know after the 2011 season. Um, but he was the linebackers coach for t- Coach Dungey. Uh, linebackers coach, and then eventually defensive coordinator for Coach Caldwell. And uh, he took me in a, an interesting turn of events. I showed up uh, at his son's invite. His son Sam was one of my coaches at Indiana State, and we had worked some camps together. And he said, hey, you know, if you want, you can come up to minicamp. I believe this is circa about 2005. Um, you can come up to minicamp and check it out. And I'm thinking, no way am I going to see Howard Mudd coach and you know, Murph's dad's coach, and it's too good to be true. Well, I show up at the facility, and I'm walking around with the likes of Tom Moore and John Tierlink and, and Murph and Howard and, and all these guys that he's introducing me to. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the buffet line, like, you know, trying to stay out of Bob Sanders' way, and, you know, I'm thinking, this is crazy. <laughs> Little did I know the relationship that would come about with Murph over the years. Um, you know, I, I told him, you know, as we were eating at his house later that night, I said, you know, hey, if I ever get a head coaching job, I'm going to need some help because I know O-line. I know nothing about defense. But it wasn't a few weeks later that our head coach resigns, and it's all of a sudden looking like I may get the job. So I call him. Next thing I know, we're up clinicking with Coach Dungy and Coach Murph and, and John Tierlink. And that just set off a relationship that has become less about football over the years, although it was a lot of football, more about life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Murph and I – suffered some uh, similar unfortunate life uh, circumstances and in, in, in losing our wives. He lost his in, I believe, 89 when he was with the Lions. And, um, you know, I had a rough go in 2011 and 2012, uh, you know, suffering through the same situation. He took me in, you know, called me all the time, you know, looked after me as, as a person, not as, you know, just some football coach that we talked, you know, right. ball. It, it was so much deeper than that. Well, 
you know, over the years we've gotten to be like family and uh, he's introduced me to, uh, you know, Tom Moore was a, a big one that we went down for three days that he set up, you know, the John Tierlink thing was, was all the time. Uh, you know, I call him in almost nonstop from, from June until uh, we end in the tournament talking football. And a lot of times in the off season, he'll clinic with us via zoom. Now utilizing new technology, he'll be in our Sunday meetings, keeping his quench, you know, it, you know, it's in his eighties now, I believe, or like 79 or 80 right. and uh, just keeping his love for football alive through helping the Knights and helping us solve problems. So, um, you know, it's just been a, a really fruitful, uh, great relationship. And again, uh, as much as it's been about football and progress here and, and our defense in the early years really struggled. Now it's over the last three years, I think statistically speaking, we're as good as anybody in the state in terms of points allowed. It's been really a dominant defense and our offense has struggled. Uh, but he's been a key, key factor to that. And just the people and the connections, uh, that he, that he has helped me make. Uh, and I've, I've listed many of them, Bill Muir, uh, you know, who is an NFL coaching legend on the offensive line as an offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, was John Gruden's offensive coordinator uh, when they won the Super Bowl in Tampa, went down and spent three days in Florida with him. I mean, he, Mike Murphy just opened uh, a ton of doors. And then obviously, Coach, I know you'll get embarrassed, but uh, just the day in and day out mentorship for the, you know, decade plus that we were together and being able to bounce ideas off of someone, um, you know, who had been, been down that road and you drew on so many experiences you had and told stories and, you know, made me laugh when there were times I wanted to jump off a bridge, uh, you know, and, and, and I remember a note that coach Huber wrote early on in my first season when things weren't going well. Uh, and we barely knew each other at the time. And he wrote me a note saying, and I still have it, you know, Hey, I know you're struggling right now. You're probably not feeling great, but, you know, one day you'll look back as it, this being the foundation laid for future successes. And when you're young and you don't have that experience, you don't have that success to draw off, uh, draw off of, and you're hearing criticism in the community, people are beating you down. And, and, you know, all you really have is your own intestinal fortitude and convictions that you stand by. And you have, you know, a guy that's walked that path, you know, reaffirm those things and put it in a note. And then the relationship with, with Ted and Mo again, like mm-hmm. Murph, so much more about, you know, family than football. And you're going up and taking my kids up and spending time. Uh, he's like, they're, they're like a second set of grandparents to Gretchen and Bo mm-hmm. have always been there for me in every way. So again, you know, the recurring theme is football is really important and you better have great assets, but um, you know, it's, it's about who you spend your time with in life and, and the kind of people that I like to be around are football people. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who care about one another, who, people who give back and, and, and pay back. And I've always tried to remember that as young coaches ask me, you know, and our staff about things. It's like, you know, I'm going to share, share, share away mm-hmm. because, you know, I didn't invent this game. Um, you know, we all are custodians and, you know, it's my obligation to pay it forward mm-hmm. uh, because so many people have been just bent over backwards to be great to me. And uh, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for people like Coach. Uh, the Murphs of the world, so many others uh, that, that it's, it's an obligation. It's a fraternity. It's a brotherhood that you're part of mm-hmm. uh, to always help the guy, you know, w- even if he's in your own conference or, you know, you, you might be competing against right. uh, to try to help each other out and try to try to make it better for the next generation. You bet. Yep. Wow. Amen to that. Uh-huh. Coach. Amen to that. 
You know, one of the one of my biggest days. You, you, this is interesting, but one of the biggest days I had was when uh, I had Howard in the car and we drove to the airport. Okay, Howard Mudd. Okay, who uh, may be the one of the best offensive line coaches to ever coach this game, and uh, with all the attributes that he had. So. You know, I I really uh, enjoyed our time there, and I enjoyed being a part of that. And uh, it's really very self-satisfying to me uh, to see how much success you've had there. And I know uh, the reason that you've had that success is because of your work habits and because of everything that you just shared with us. So, um, wow. That's all I can say. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We've had we've had some good times, and we've uh, you know we've spent some time uh, with some legends for sure. So it's been it's been pretty incredible. If you talk about as a high school football coach, kind of living a charmed life in, in terms of the people you've gotten to be around, coach. We've uh, we've been around some of the best, and you know Howard's come in twice, and you picked him up, and we you know I think Ted and I kind of looked at each other a couple times as we're sitting back in our <laughs> offensive staff room you know, thinking, is this really freaking happening? Like, I remember being a young coach saying, man, I would do anything if I could spend like a half an hour with Howard Mudd, just asking right. some stuff, talk to him. And, you know, he's sleeping in my basement. Ted's picking him up. And it's like, and yeah. again, Howard treated us like we were family. Yeah. Call right. me anytime, you know, yeah. call, you know, I'd be in the summer and we'd run into an issue and I call, I call Howard. And yeah. it's like, how many people can say that? And, yeah. Uh, just really fortunate, uh, not just because of the football that we've obtained, but just the great people that you've been around. And you, you think that's how I want to be. I want to be mm-hmm. like that. Not the guy that thinks he's, you know, the, you know, the president of, you know, wherever, because he's won X amount of championships. Mm-hmm. And we've all been around those people that uh, maybe are a little bit arrogant and mm-hmm. don't like to share and think that they're, uh, you know, maybe better than others, you know, it's always about serving and giving back. And, and that, that example has been set to me by so many great people. And that's why it's like, at the end of the day, what else would you rather be doing than coaching football and being around these types of people doing this profession? Uh, because it really is second to none. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to bring out number one, uh, that, you're in the SIAC, and uh, how do you, how does the uh, the summer program go for you getting ready to in that conference? And I know you got two new teams in it, right? You got yep. Jasper and Vincent Lincoln have changed the landscape a little bit with the seven uh, Evansville schools. So, uh, you know, how, how do you, how do you get ready for that? Well, you know, the SIC is a grind. And, you know, I used to minimize that and like, well, you know, be humble. This isn't Indianapolis. And, you know, we're just a little southwestern Indiana football here. But as you look at the last five years and you look at state championship appearances and you look at final four appearances uh, between the SIAC schools, you know, we, we don't have the athletes, obviously, that the Mick has. But I'll put the coaching and the, the, the quality of play against anybody in the state, against anybody in the Midwest. I think our football, our brand of football is outstanding. Uh, you've got diverse schools in the conference, and I think you've got a lot of different things that you have to get prepared for in the summer. And so, you know, when you guys 
you know, called to start the podcast. We're back in the staff room meeting, talking about first day, talking about how we're going to get organized, how we're going to collect forms, how we're going to, you know, check guys off, what attendance lines they're going to be in, really structuring everything around discipline and making sure the guys are here, they're accounted for, they're on time, you know, and it's, it's up to the castle standard. And I think that, that, that our summer is, is reflective of that. I think it's got to be intense. Um, I think it's, it's, we go four days a week, we go for, uh, three and a half hours every day, you know, and a lot of guys will say, you know, that's too much. You're going to burn them out. You know, I think it's a little bit about how you approach it, obviously, but you know, I, I believe, you know, we're going to work and we're going to get after it and not everybody's cut out for that. We understand that, but, uh, you're going to have to put the time in because, you know, schematically and from a, from just an overall football and competition standpoint, you got to be ready for it all in this conference. Everything from the wing tee to the triple option to spread football to high formation football on a given year, you're going to have to be well versed in defending, you know, all of it. Uh, and an offensive, you know, from an offensive standpoint, you're going to see a three-three stack. You're going to see a four-down front. You're going to see a three-four. Uh, you're going to see a lot of diversity in scheme there as well. So, uh, you know, one thing I think you might say is some years we're better than others, but you know, we don't ever want to go out unprepared and our kids are going to play with great heart, great work ethic. They're going to be in shape. Uh, they're going to be ready to go. And at that point, you know, anything can happen on a Friday night and you got to let the chips fall where they may, but, uh, we go hard. We're going to make, uh, two camp trips. We're going to go up to uh, Indiana state in June, uh, June 14th and mix it up with teams up there and get better. And then we're going to go stay at Trafalgar and, and then compete against Darren Fisher. The, the boys from Whiteland, and the following day we're going to head to uh, Decatur Central. So we've got a, you know, kind of a full summer schedule where we're going to be getting after it, but uh, really, really looking forward to it. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get your nose bloody. I can tell you that when you're talking about Whiteland and Decatur Central. Okay, and, uh, I know that you know that's how you coach your football team. So, um, you know, it's it's. it's it's really, like I said, heartwarming to me to see uh, see where you're at and uh, see where all the guys that you've been with all these years. Uh, and uh, it was a really pleasure to see you guys at the state clinic. Uh, first time in a while you've been there uh, because you've been all over the world uh, trying to learn a uh, little bit tidbits of, uh, you know, coaching football. So, we really appreciate you uh, taking your time. I know you're busy. Absolutely. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you can uh, figure out a way. I know it's a long way, but uh, you know you're always welcome at Sister Lakes, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know the kids always enjoy it when they came up here. But I know Gretchen, uh, I didn't know she was in the state meet, so uh, we'll have to adjust our schedule to that. But uh, you know, I know Bo is, uh, you know, a football and a baseball and a basketball player. So, uh, hey, you're, uh, like you said, I think uh, you're living a dream. So uh, what you've done here today, uh, we really appreciate. Absolutely, well, Coach. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm uh, glad to be a part of it and glad to support the IFCA and everything that you guys are involved with, in, you know, with and, and promoting the game. So, uh, you know, taking some time has been an honor. Uh, Ted, that just broke last night. Uh, she just she was the four seed 
and she ended up second, had some monster throws at the end. She uh, PR'd three times in disc uh, <laughs> to, finish, to finish fourth, which wasn't quite enough, but uh, taking Bo here in a second to get his uh, sports physical as he's going to be an incoming night, uh, which will be uh, as a freshman our first experience together and hopefully the start of four years of great time spent and bonding. And, you know, I hope I don't, you know, tear his head off or anything, but I'm going to work on a little emotional control there. Um, <laughs> but really looking forward to uh, spending four years coaching my son and being together, not because of uh, any ambitions that he's going to play at Notre Dame or that we're going to win, you know, four state championships. But, uh, you know, the theme has been relationships and, strengthening that relationship with my son and going through good times and bad times together. But, uh, you know, my relationship with Ted is something I value more than he probably knows. And it's just been great kind of going down memory lane here today and talking a little bit about football and, um, kind of recapping some of the highlights over the last 17 years. It's been a great ride and, uh, going to keep riding it as long as we can. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Amen. Appreciate it, Doug. All right. Thanks a Absolutely. lot, Coach. Appreciate it. All right. You guys have a great rest of your day, and uh, if you need anything, let me know. But it's been it's been great. I've enjoyed the heck out of it. All right. All right. Very good. Bye-bye, Coach. All right. See you guys. All right. Well, there you have it. Coach Huber, that was just an enjoyable – both these guys that we talked to in the 5A um, with Coach Marshall out of Valparaiso, and now we just ended up with Coach Hurd out of Castle – I mean, again, um, if you're a young coach out there or actually any coach uh, listening to those guys talk and uh, take some notes on what they're telling you uh, their experiences have been and the a way that they have built their programs and their successful programs, uh, I think that's well worth the price of admission. I mean, that's just pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not X's and O's, you yeah. know, it's, you know, it's how you treat Jimmy and Joe, so to speak. Right. And, uh, you know, both these guys, uh, both these guys, uh, treat their kids like, you know, it's, uh, it's important to them. Uh, I will say this, that, uh, you know, we've had, we've talked to people that, um, you know, will not like, uh, for instance, uh, we talked to, uh, Shane Fry, uh, you know, they don't put pants on. Right, and they don't do this, and they don't right. do that. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be at Castle High School, you're going to have long pants on, and you're going to and you're going to be hitting some people. Right. So, sure. you know, I mean, there's you know different ways, uh, you know, to be successful. Absolutely, absolutely, and that proves it out uh, time and time again. And uh, so, it's a pleasure talking with those guys, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking next. Next uh, podcast is going to be put together. will include, uh, of course, uh, Coach Mark Curtis from Warsaw and Coach uh, John Hebert from Carmel, two outstanding programs. Of course, Carmel sets the gold standard for everybody, has for years, and Coach Bart has just done a tremendous job of building the Warsaw program. So we're going to be talking to them at the next podcast. So you get the five A's and you get the six A's this week that we'll be posting up on uh, the podcast So uh, and on Spotify. So... Coach, thanks a lot. We'll be back and uh, appreciate everything you do, getting everything around for us here as far as it goes to the research. It's a massive job that Coach Huber does to get this research around, so it makes me sound like I might even know a little bit about what I'm talking about. So it's good stuff. We appreciate everyone tuning in. And, uh, Coach, that's all I got. 
So uh, that's all I got. I'll tell you what, you know, one of the things that made my uh, heart sing today is that uh, Hertz said he loved to be around football people. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. yeah. That's he, that's... He, I don't, he never met Joe Talley. Yeah. Uh, he's a Joe Talley kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. That must be something in that river down there that gets him to think that way but uh it's absolutely true there's no question it's just been an enjoyable experience talking to all these guys from all the different classes and uh talking about how they build programs and every one of these guys that we talk to and this list is again a list that you put together are just outstanding championship type coaches building championship programs so it's just uh, been a great experience. We'll be back with the six A's, so hang on. It's going to be a great ride. And thanks for tuning in, and everyone have themselves a great day. And we'll be talking to you soon on the IFCA's official podcast. Have a great day, everybody.